One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like, truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Kate, you're back from vacation. Hello. Hello. I'm refreshed. I'm revived. You look refreshed and revived. You commented that I was tan. Yeah. Which I don't ever actively try to be. I mean, you don't have like a deep tan, but you're glowing. Wow. You have a glow. That is a, th- that's thrilling. Yeah. Maybe I'm just happy to be here. Um, yeah, I was on vacation with my family. Mm-hmm. I unplugged, if you will. Yeah. And it felt really good. Good. I kept sending you text messages throughout my eight days away that was like, thank you so much because I'm just I'm really starting to relax and thanks for handling the podcast. <laughs> but I really, it really helped like shutting down my email, 
not just not having things pop. Like even when you're on a break, but you're still kind of like checking in. Yes. It doesn't allow you to fully disconnect. So I felt very grateful that for this week, I was able to just fully cut myself off. That's so great. It felt really good. I read some books, which we'll talk about later in this episode. I, I don't know. I did a lot of swimming. Nice. I got a lake. Yes. I was on a lake, um, a lake that I know very well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, but I've always been really grossed out by the bottom of the lake. Yes. Lake bottoms are pretty gross. Lake bottoms are gnarly, but you know what? This summer I was like, no, I'm going to live. I'm going to make myself swim in this lake. And I got over my fear of lake bottom. I used to have like a full fledged panic attack. Like, Oh, (laughs) okay. Have a hard time breathing. I don't know. I just get kind of worried in my head, if you will. But this time, the first day I got there, I jumped in, I swam. And then every night I would take myself for these like long swims by myself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then I ended up swimming across the lake with my cousin once. I swim. It's a small, it's very small. It's not like this is. You've um, swam the English channel. (laughs) This is like one of the great lakes. Let's just say this is a teeny lake, possibly a pond. Um, But yeah, I just every, I did a lot of really long swims that felt very meditative that's awesome. You know, I'd be paddling along and then like a loon, the loon of the lake would oh my pop God. up Come and on. I would talk to the loon. Oh my goodness. I did a lot of emoting. It was, it was just really, um, it was very cathartic in a lot of ways. So that's it felt so nice. It felt really, really good. So you did the thing we talked about last week, which was you actually came back feeling refreshed from your vacation because you truly disconnected. I, I would say I did the best I could. I was still checking Facebook. I was still looking at people's Instagram pictures. Okay. But, but you know, I did the best. I read. I mean, I truly, I read, I watched the whole season of Stranger Things, which I hadn't, you know, I hadn't mm-hmm. just allowed myself to kind of mm-hmm. veg out. And I will tell you, as we had talked about previously, I had been putting my phone away at night. Yes. And my phone usage report that you randomly get from Apple yes. came back and I was down 25%. Whoa. Isn't that bonkers? So 25% of your phone usage was happening in bed. It must have been like from nine o'clock to 1130 or, or whatever. Wow. I was pounding away at that phone. We were probably also looking at a little less during the day. Yes. But I was, but still. that was still like a shocking to have that. It was the week I had done that for a week. And then I got this little report, which I didn't even realize it was going to send me. And seeing that my usage was down. That's amazing. Yeah, that was very exhilarating. So that has inspired me to, to kind of keep that up. Yeah. Um, the other thing that happened on vacation is that my daughter dropped my fancy youth to the people face wash sample size that you had given me in the shower and that company puts their face wash in glass bottles so it shattered all over the tub she cut her foot it was a whole i know and she felt bad and it was a whole thing then i went out and i bought myself some simple brand face wash Mm -hmm. at the drugstore and i like it you know kate i i have I have tried, I've now tried many micellar waters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I like simples the best. This face wash, I don't know. You're into it. I have been, I grabbed it just to have because, you know, like I said, the fancy one. Yeah. Shattered quite literally. But here I am. So just checking in about simple face wash. That's my new uh, drugstore rack. Great. I'm really like, I grabbed a bunch of things that I'm really liking right now. But yeah, that's the big one. That's exciting. I also need exfoliator recommendations. Oh, okay. Listeners, Dory, somebody. Like what 
type of exfoliator Here's are you looking for? Here's what I don't for? have. I have chemical exfoliants. Okay. I have a glycolic acid, mm-hmm. my trusty old pixie glow, but I don't have just like a gentle scrub, which I think you're kind of supposed to do both. Well, you know what I like, which is not cheap. It's not a drugstore recommendation. Good old Tata. Oh, I used a whole bot. I did like that. That shit is expensive. I know. But it's really nice. That is nice. That granular mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Well, maybe somebody else will chime in. Yeah. I do. I do. Darn it, Dory. Why did you remind me of I'm that Tata Harbor cleanser? I know. Ugh. I know. You know, the other thing I like, which again, not cheap, <laughs> is Tatcha makes like a rice powder. I have that exfoliant it's a cleanser but i yeah. could use that as an exfoliant yeah it okay is an now exfoliant. that you're saying that i'm you know what i step it back i don't need exfoliator x i can shop my own closet shop that makeup drawer cabinet. yeah <laughs> pile yeah uh i didn't think about that but you're right the rice enzyme powder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i do love that that stuff okay. is really nice kate you have it you do but i would love to know what people are using for for exfol- like topical exfoliate yeah. exfoliants because I that's for some reason I've just kind of let that part of my brain slide anyway Dory we haven't seen each other in a while no we haven't what have I missed well do you recall last episode I was talking about my car you quite mean, extensively the car that you sideswiped into your husband's car yep and I- that we had to turn in and like I forget exactly like a week or something when we had recorded the episode I don't remember it all well, it turns out that my car is actually due back in September. <laughs> the end of September. So you were in this panic. I was in this panic because in my mind, now, why I never looked at the lease? Who knows? Who hasn't done this, though? Who hasn't gotten well, the you know, deadline? You know what up? I think especially messed me up is my the last car I had, I had a 39-month lease. And I was like, God, 39-month leases are so annoying. You have to like re-register your car f- for three months and like why why would why did I do that? And so I remember going into this lease saying I want a 36 month lease. But I somehow I got bamboozled into a 39 month lease and didn't like realize it really, I think, or I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of those things as like a pretty high functioning person. Okay. I feel like I do have some certain blind spots. We all do. And a lot of them have to do with cars. <laughs> Literally, you have blind spots. Literally, I have blind spots. Yes, exactly. Um, no one is perfect. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, my, my car has now been in the shop for like a week and a half, and it's not going to be ready for another like five days. You know, Mercury is in retrograde, maybe somewhere in the it. world. <laughs> In the galaxy. In the galaxy, Mercury somewhere (laughs) is retrograding. Um, Yeah. So that has been a saga, I will say. And I I was saying this to I was saying this to you before we started recording, but I'm I'm tempted to turn my car in a month early because I'm nervous about driving it. This like the last time I had to turn my car in. Um, we had just gotten all the body damage fixed. And then literally five days before I had to turn it in, I got into like a slight accident. Just turn it in. If, you ever, so, if you're feeling superstitious. I think I, I, I want to just turn it in. Maybe the car is a, like a bad luck omen. Maybe it is. 
maybe it is. I don't know. So that's what's been going on on the car front. <laughs> um, also, Matt and I are having coffee with a potential real estate broker tomorrow. Y'all are really thinking about buying a house. We are really thinking about buying the house. And it does seem like the market here in Los Angeles is kind of softening. What's nice about kind of deciding that we want to buy a house now is that we're not under pressure. You know, we don't have to move. So we can kind of take our time, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if we find something that we like are totally in love with and feel like we have to buy it, then I think we'd figure out what to do with our lease. Like it just, it just feels like the stakes are not that high yet. So that feels good. Buying a house is such a, I mean, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Financially, emotionally. I mean, it's layers and layers of things, but it's such a strange, like the concept that like you might just go to an open house for two minutes and then be like, we're going to live here for 20 years is yes. crazy to me. I think it's so crazy. It makes no sense. Yeah. And yet. And yet we do it all the time. It's the same way with like buying a mattress. Or buying a car. Yes. Why you test drive a car for five minutes and you're like, this is the one. <laughs> so weird. I know. It's like the the bigger the purchase, the like less actual time we spend yes. with it. I mean, my apartment, when we moved from New York to Los Angeles, the apartment that we moved into in Los Angeles, we had, none of us had seen it. Our friends went and checked it out for us. And it was also in, conveniently in their building. So like we could, they could vouch for the area, but we just, we showed, we moved across country, showed up and we're like, I guess we live in this place now. Wow. How long did you live there? Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it had, they got really big roaches. Oh. And a lot of street, tra street noise. Mm. Um, but there was a pool. Oh, what a dream. There was a pool at this apartment building. Um, yeah. So that's what's happening to me. And also my husband, Matt, went back to work this week. Well, I'll miss him. I mean, we all miss him. As we knew would be the case, his hours are insane. Um, yesterday, he left the house at 5.30. Oof. This morning, he left at 6.30. Oof. So, you know, it's hard. And I think it's hard on him. He doesn't he doesn't get to see Henry during the week, really. Yeah, it's not seeing you. Yeah, not seeing me. Um, I mean, I see him a little bit at night because the last couple nights he's been home at like 7, 7.30. So not too late. Um, but he's also really tired. So he goes to bed really early. Yeah. And then he's waking up <laughs> and again then he's at 5 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's definitely going to be an adjustment. That is an adjustment. Anytime anybody's work schedule changes in the mm -hmm. home, everyone feels it, right? Everyone feels it. Bo yeah. feels it. Bo, the trees outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, or how are you feeling? Um, like, are you adjusting accordingly, having your spouse not helping and supporting right now because they're at work? I mean, they're, he's supporting in yeah. many other ways, but. You know, it's the, the mornings are a little hectic. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to just kind of roll with it. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Just like, and also because he was around for so long. Yeah, you get used to having each other. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I think it's like, it's also like good for him to be back at work. Good. So I'm happy about that. Can I raise something that's very off topic, but it's been stressing me out? Yeah, of course. Did you see I wrote it in the notes of the show? Oh, why don't I just surprise you? I'm really stressed out about the fact that my ears are growing. Oh, yeah. And my nose. Yeah. They, Our body they parts keep, keep growing. They keep growing. That's why like 
old people have very large ears that kind of hang down. Well, I'm noticing because my ears are getting bigger. I have not noticed. Well, I have. And then someone was like, oh, yeah. The more we keep aging, our nose, the cartilage in our nose and ears just keeps on growing. And I was like, huh? What? Yeah. Is this a secret that is withheld until you turn 40? And then I was like, P.S. I actually recently learned this as well. I I knew it about ears. I didn't realize it about noses. We're just, I didn't want this. I know. We didn't sign on for this. (laughs) I didn't know that this was what happened. I was so like rolling into 40, like owning it and loving it, (laughs) loving life. And then it was like, OP, like, by the way. Yeah. It's really great up here. Our pants are more comfortable, (laughs) but also your nose and your ears are going to (gasps) grow. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's fine. I mean, look blessed to still be here with growing body parts totally right yeah but i just love but it is a like, bit of a rude awakening yeah there's like stuff nobody tells you yeah you know that's for sure i also had the realization recently where i was like i don't really know what menopause is going to be like and it sounds like a freaking trip mm-hmm. but like, you watch fleabag right yes remember that um scene in the bar with kristen scott thomas her stepmom? No. no Olivia Coleman. The woman who oh, she... Oh, yes. Yes. That yeah. like gorgeous yeah. older woman who and she, she kind of like, like kind of wants with. to hit on. Yes. And Kristen Scott, Scott Thomas is like, no. Yeah. Um, but she has a whole great speech about menopause. I watched that entire season of Fleabag and yet I remember none of that speech. Mm. I'll go back go and rewatch it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, just that was a new revelation for me. I know. It's like the body parts you want to get bigger don't get bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then things like noses and ears get bigger. Noses and ears too. It's like, who, what? Those? I know. It's very strange. Yeah. Like, why aren't my who decided eyebrows? That? I don't know. <laughs> I want my eyebrows to get bigger. Yeah, exactly. Or like my finger. I mean, I know my fingernails keep growing, but you know what I'm saying. Kate, I do. Ears are also weird. Just thinking about them, I'm like, oh, what is happening? Anyway, okay, Dory. Sorry, I, I realized that was a very off topic. No, it's everything is on topic. Look, we can't be forever 35 forever. No, we can't. We're going to be forever. Our ears are going to be growing forever, though. <laughs> Should we be taking pictures of our ears like every year, like those people who do like outfit every yeah. uh, the outfit of the day? Yeah, just like first day of school, last day of school, but for ears. <laughs> I would like a yearly picture of the growth of my ears from like 40 to however long I live. Do it. That could be kind of fun. That could be. There is like that very beautiful photo essay of like the four sisters who pose together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like that, but for ears. Totally. Exactly. You know, we're going to be book talking a lot on this episode. Yeah, we are. And I did just get to read books on vacation. And boy, what a treat it was. Yeah. What did you read? I saved Jasmine Guillory's book, The Wedding Party. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I received it. I could have started it. And instead I was like, no, this is a, va- this is a hammock book. Like I want to, I just want to like be devoted to it. I wanted to have like a fling with the book. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like where you have a weekend romance. Yes. Where all you do is bone. I wanted that, but with a book. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. Jasmine, if you're listening, <laughs> I took you boned <laughs> Kate boned your book. That's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, this this took such a turn. I meant like I really wanted to have like a special 
weekend boning. with your butt. <laughs> we were boning all the time. Sometimes we were just cuddling, just spooning. Okay. You know, just spoon in bed till noon. <laughs> so he saved the wedding party for a vacation. It was like the perfect vacation. Oh, week. that's so fun. So if you haven't touched any of Jasmine's books, I would just recommend getting into it. Get into it. Start with the wedding date. Then go to the proposal because the the wedding party just like it's the cherry on the top of this world of characters. I love that. And it's an enemies to lovers. And romance. who can resist that? I can't. Also, like <laughs> Theo, the dude in the book wears gray sweatpants a lot. And it, the, every time I was like, maybe I was boning this book because that was very, very sexy to me. Uh, anyway, I loved it. It was really fun. If you haven't yet dug into it it's a great it's a great anytime read but it just was so fun to sit back for like a couple hours and read read chunks of it at a time and i also read um twice in a blue moon which is not out yet it's by christina lauren and it was another just like swoony sweet Mm. romance you know that's what my fave is yeah love a swoony and sweet i yeah so those are my vacation books nice yeah i wish i had set a goal of reading more but that still felt i was still proud that's a lot two books in a week totally Um, I'm still reading Fleischman is in trouble, which I'm loving. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I actually saw, uh, Taffy Brodesser Ackner speak recently and she was really an inspiring person to listen to talk about writing. Yeah. She's such a freaking talented writer. Um, and I have more, should I just keep listing all my books? Yeah. Okay. I last month hosted a panel at Comic-Con about romance i remember and so i read all the author's books yes. so i just feel like i have a really great list to recommend to people great and we're gonna get to this later but you dipped your toe into a romance recently sure so did. i just feel like we're, we're now look do i only read romance no but listeners this is where i'm gonna take you right now um okay so first of all alicia rye's book the right swipe it is a fun romantic romp about online dating slash IRL dating. It is sexy and hot and really fun and it's great. So recommend. Uh, Jen DeLuca, who's a new author, has a book out called Well Well Met, which is a romance set at the Ren Fair. Oh my goodness. It's a Ren Fair romance. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. So just, that's all you need to know. That was a really fun read. Um, Rebecca Weatherspoon, who is an author who's based here in LA, she writes some of the sexiest, just sexy. I just like I've read a I've read a few of her books before, and then the book I read, her most recent book is called uh, Rafe, mm-hmm. and it is about a like a hot, sexy male nanny, ooh, who cares for this like this doc single divorced doctor's kids, and she's really cool. Ooh. It's just sounds it's, like a porn setup i'm telling you rebecca writes i'm into it yeah it's just there they're, he's like a hot good oh this is the best part he has a boston accent what i yes i would watch this porn rebecca's from the <laughs> east coast i know i would watch this porn too yeah wow so and the, the second it was like he said with a slight boston accent i was like well i'm on board where forever. do you think he's from I think in the book it says Woburn. I have to. I I should ask Rebecca, mm. but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Just a nice, just a gentle little Boston. Yeah, that comes oh, out. yeah. a little mm-hmm. a slight one. Just a slight one. Yeah. He hands you some Dunkins after mm-hmm. a night in bed. Okay, sorry everybody. Ooh. We know it always goes to Boston. <laughs> um, and then Tessa Dare, who writes historical romance, I read her book called The Wallflower Wager, 
And I don't read a lot of historical and it was really mm. fun. And she like has it down. So anyway, those are, I, I read, I just, I was reading them for a quote unquote work thing, but it was truly a pleasure. And then uh, Raphael Bob Waxberg, who's the creator of BoJack Horseman was also on the panel. And he wrote this book of short stories called Somebody, Someone Who Will Love You in All Your Damaged Glory. And it is so, his stories are so funny and so weird. At, like, I was laughing out loud. I want to read this. It is so good. It is so, so good. And if you are a fan of his work, his on BoJack Horseman's hilarious. He's a really funny dude, but just, I mean, just a amazing book of short stories kind of all about relationships and love and dating and heartache and it's just mwah, i loved it so i i was very fortunate to get to have a really good excuse to read all those books yeah so that's where i am currently with my reading that's a lot i have been way more productive yeah. as a reader this like year when we started the podcast you were like barely reading at all I mean, listen, a recurring theme on this podcast is my addiction to my phone. And I do feel like my phone and books are in a battle all the time. Mm. And it's like, am I going to look at the feet of the Instagram influencer man that I follow who lives in Staten Island, who's very handsome with a beard, who rides BMX bikes, or am I going to read books? I mean, can I do both? It's a tough call. It is a tough call. (laughs) Can we write a romance novel about the Staten Island guy who rides BMX bikes. I know. How did I start? Yes, we can. Actually, that's a great idea. Thank you. That'd be fun. Mm -hmm. So you read a romance recently. I sure did. And And I loved it. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was so great. I read Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, which you have recommended on this podcast. It was such a delight. I I just, I devoured it. It's a devourer. It's a devourer. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to keep reading this book. And I I then kind of stalked her on the internet. And I know she's writing another book, but it's not a sequel. That's okay. I'm, her writing is so charming and I wonderful. Know. I can't wait for more. I know. But I, I also, I, I, I want more in this universe. I, d- I know. You know what I mean? OMG, I know. I mean, it's so good. Like, don't you want their wedding? Their yes. royal, Their freaking royal wedding? Yes. We didn't get the royal wedding. But maybe we will. Maybe there will be a sequel. I hope so. Um, or a movie. Well, I know it got optioned yes. because a friend of ours tried to buy it and uh, did not succeed. But I think it was bought by someone else. Well, I can't so wait. I hope it gets made. I really hope it gets made. So yes, that book is so good. And as you guys know, I'm not super into romance. Um, but this was just delightful it really reminded me of the royal we oh also a delightful it's really it's really just like you know an alternate reality really smart really well done book um i really enjoyed it yeah you get romance you get a hot prince you get a hot first son of america you get a woman president woman president yeah like there's just a lot to like about this book so good yeah yeah, I, that's that book. I get a lot of like um, people who will in their Instagram stories are like, I just finished this book. And that's the one I think I get most often tagged in uh-huh. after people have heard about uh-huh. it on podcasts. So. And then so right after I finished it, um, I had my book group, my book club. And I was like, I have a book for next time. 
<laughs> and we're gonna they're gonna read it i can't wait for my next book club good work dory thank you i love getting your that in with book club right yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've already read it exactly perfect um so i've also been reading and this is like my cozy like wrap yourself in a blanket and and drink some tea kind of book for me this is like your boning book <sighs> just a spooning book kind of yeah, more like a, like a snuggling book okay like you're both on the couch but you're at different ends yeah and you're okay. both you're both like sipping your tea mm-hmm. and there's like a fire going i love it yeah it's romantic but you're also in your own space exactly that's what this book this is the relationship you have to this book yes okay so these books are by um someone who is a friend i don't know him super well but um he i, I would say we are friendly um his name is charles finch and I first knew him as a book critic. He writes a lot of book criticism and he's also on Twitter and we have a lot of mutual friends. And that was how I first knew him. And then um, a mutual friend of ours was in town and I was doing her uh, book event and he came and we were talking, I was talking about Maisie Dobbs and how much I love Maisie Dobbs. And he said, well, you know, I write cozy mysteries also. Did he use the term cozy mysteries? He did. And I what said, genre. I said, what? Under your name? And he was like, yes, under my name. I, and it turns out he's written like 12 books. A lo- he's written a lot. Um, Are they all one series? He has, it's all this Charles Lennox mystery series. So do you have like a whole new world to, to explore now? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. It takes place in Victorian England. Mm. Um, it's they're they're just like they're the most like gentle mysteries. Like somebody's duck is missing. No, it's not quite that level of like <laughs> that's like have you ever read Agatha Raisin? No, that's a real person. It's a real book series. Okay. I could not get into it. It was too much like someone's duck is missing. Aww. Um it's also now a TV series. Anyway, no, this is like, like people get murdered, but it's like, it, I feel like in a lot of these detective novels, there's always a point like towards the end of like the second act where something bad happens to the detective mm. himself or herself. Like they get kidnapped or they get like attacked or something. And like that never happens in these books. Right. Um, and I'm just finding them very delightful. So I've read like five or six of them. Just kind of, you know, casually going through them also fun fact he is the one who put me in touch with jacqueline winspear which really made all our dreams come true exactly so thank you charles um i also just started lisa tadeo's three women lots of buzz about that one very buzzy book i have it i haven't started yeah um so I'm excited to kind of get more into that. And what is three women about for people who have not heard of it? It's about female desire. Oh, yes. So she basically like lived with these three women for, she, she worked on this book for like eight years or something. Wow. Um, and just got super into these women's lives. And I'm very curious to, to read it. Is it about desire specifically in terms of like sexuality and intimacy or does it expand to other I think it's I think it's mostly about sexuality and intimacy. Can't wait. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited to I just started it. A topic we want to dive into more on this podcast, yeah. I should say. Um I'm also very excited to read Friend of the Pod, Mary H.K. Choi's new book, Me which too. comes out September third. Um it's called Permanent Record. 
It's another YA book. Um, I'm also, another book on my list is Gia Tolentino's Trick Mirror. Also on my list. Book of essays that has just been getting I'm dying to read it. rave reviews. Yeah. Um, and I'm also planning on reading Taffy's book and Jasmine's new book. So those are, those are all kind of on my TBR list. TBRs. <laughs> as we like to say. My brother, who I was um, saw while I was on vacation, brought Fleischman is in Trouble. Well, look at I was like, that. look at this. Yeah. This is cool. We're reading the same book at the same time. Oh my goodness. I know. Wow. It was fun seeing like a sibling. Totally. Our bond is unbroken. Oh. Oh. Um, but we'd love to hear what you guys are all reading. Let's check in about what, what our fall reads are going to be. Yeah. Because I love a good a good fall read. I do too. Especially because it does get cozier in many parts of the world. It does. I'm going to try and like inflict coziness on myself. <laughs> I'm going to make myself get cozy. It was very, very I mean, harsh. well, it's hard because in September and October in Los Angeles, it's very warm. Yes. So the thought of like cozying up on the couch with a blanket and a cup of hot tea and a fire going is like, no, thank you. No, there might be fires, but they'll be outside. Yeah. yeah we got fire mm. season here. Yeah. Touche. Sorry. Not a funny joke, but no. yeah, I, I, but I do feel like there's a lot of good books starting to pop Yes. Yeah. Another book that I'm excited about is um, Liz Lenz's Godland. Me too. That's on my list. Yeah. Very excited about that book. Ugh. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good books tell coming us, around the bend. Coming around the bend. Yeah. Tell us what you're reading. We love. We've yeah. got to put a put a big list together for the yeah, fall. That would be fun. And start sharing more about. Yeah. Let's it. do that. Let's do that. Okay. Great. Okay. Forever thirty five. TBR. Yep. Done. Well, uh, let's pop into the ad break zone. Yeah, and then we're going to come back and we're going to be talking to Jolenta Greenberg and Kristen Meinzer from By the Book. Speaking of books. Can I say that I was so fangirly when we interviewed them? I know, it was very sweet. That I like couldn't pronounce their names. I know, I had to take over. I think I had, I had to, to take, take over. over. <laughs> I'm still embarrassed about that, but I love I love By the Book so much. I know. And they're both so vulnerable on it that I feel like I know them. Yeah. But then I like couldn't get any words out. It was a, that's one of the first times I wasn't able to like be cool when Aww. I was nervous. I anyway, couldn't tell how, that you were that nervous. They're so cool. And if you haven't listened to by the book, it's the best. So yeah. I'm really excited. You'll get to hear our interview with them. All On right. that note, be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say... Goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what? I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe, like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. 
like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, 
I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Our guests today are Kristen Meinzer and Jolenta Greenberg of the podcast By the Book. And we are so excited you are both here with us today on Forever 35. We're so pumped to be here. Before we dig in to self-help books galore, we would love to introduce you to our audience with your bios. Kristen is an award-winning host, producer, and former director of nonfiction programming for Slate's sister company, Panoply. Her hosting credits include Stitcher's By the Book, CNN's Lisa, Sandra, and Kristen Go to the Movies, Panoply's When When Megan Met Harry, WNYC, PRI's Movie Date, Slate's The Waves, and Stitcher's forthcoming We Love You and So Can You. Her producing credits include Happier with Gretchen Rubin, The Sporkful, Girl Boss Radio, Vanity Fair's Little Gold Men, Food 52's Burnt Toast, and other award-winning shows. Kristen is the author of So You Want to Start a Podcast, which Publishers Weekly called Invaluable. Her work has been celebrated in Time, The Washington Post, Bust, BuzzFeed, Vice, The Guardian, The Evening Standard, Real Simple, IndieWire, and dozens of other publications, and she lives in Brooklyn, New York. Angelenta Greenberg is a comedian, podcaster, and pop culture commentator. As a performer, her stand-up and storytelling have been featured all over New York City, and she's also won a Moth Story Slam and held a comedic residency at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn from 2014 to 2016. As a pop culture commentator, she's been featured on NPR and the BBC. Her podcasting credits include hosting Stitchers by the Book, story editing for Kevin Allison's Risk, and producing for Freakonomics. She lives in Brooklyn, New York with her dog and husband. And by the book is half reality show, half self-help podcast, and one wild social experiment. And if you have not 
yet listened to buy the book, you need to do that immediately after listening to this episode of Forever 35 or pause this episode. Just yeah, go over to buy the book. Just head over there. <laughs> it is so fun and funny and insightful. And on the show, they live by the rules of a different self-help book each week, or excuse me, each episode for about two weeks, I believe. And then you figure out which ones might actually be life-changing and which ones are total BS. A lot of them. Yes. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out a lot of them. Um, Did you guys think that so many of them were going to be BS going into it? Or or, what was your impression of the self-help genre before you started the podcast? Oh, I thought they were all garbage, but that's why Jolenta asked me to host this show with her when she came up with the idea, because uh, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. And Jolenta, I I would say you wanted to go in believing the promises of a lot of these books. I feel like, you know, I felt like there have to be some that work. There are so many, like some of them must have the key to life. Right. So that's, that's how I went into it. And do they? Um, no. <laughs> no. I, mean, has I it- think what ended up surprising me was how many of them are just the same thing repackaged mm, over and over. Because yeah. I was sort of like, this market's so huge. There's so many topics. But like, a lot of them, even though they seem to be about very different things, are all just sort of like power of positive thinking. Like, right. either make the world a better place or like obsessively focus on yourself and make you a better place. Like, those are like your options. What have you noticed? I mean, that's a really interesting observation that really when you boil it down, they all are very similar. What have you noticed like kind of the three or four repeating pieces of advice or philosophies are that you see across the board? Oh, that law of attraction comes up over and over and over again. Um, If you believe it, you can be it. Or if you imagine it hard enough and wish for it it. strong enough, you'll get it. Uh, Because like attracts like. And if you put out uh, the dream into the universe, it'll come back at you, usually in the form of money, fame, recognition, hot women. um, Nice superficial markers of status. Yes, absolutely. All those things. Yeah, so... Uh, I would say the law of attraction comes up over and over again, which, by the way, they capitalize. We don't know why the law of attraction. Well, it is the law yes. of yes. attraction. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Is no, it, I don't know. Is it copywritten? Like, is there um, someone maybe. own the term? Trademark? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. It, I, we're not sure. It comes up a lot. Um, that that comes up quite frequently. Um, as Jolenta was saying, the power of positive thinking kind of folds into that somewhat. Yeah, I feel like that comes up a lot. People take like fake it till you make it and end up pushing it all the way towards mm. like you'll only get money and success if you like obsessively only say like positive things about yourself and deny all negativity in the world. Like Yeah. And speaking of obsession, something else that comes up, um, some of the authors whose books we've read we've read have certain things that they do that I'm certain would be called obsessive behaviors, but then are prescribing them to the rest of us oh. as if they are general hacks for our whole lives. So, for example, when we le- when we were living by Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, he's convinced that waking up at a certain ungodly hour every day, he uses the word guaranteed. It's the one guaranteed way to change your mm-hmm. life. Um, there's not one guaranteed way to change your life. There's not. And you absolutely can't prescribe the one obsessive thing you do as the way to 
uh, succeed across the board. And we saw that in a lot of other books that we lived by very early on in the show. For example, when we were living by the Marie Kondo book that swept the world, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, uh, she admits throughout the book when she's talking about her own relationship with cleanliness and with tidiness, all through her childhood, she would just tidy and cry and tidy and cry. She wouldn't go out and play with other children. She would stay inside the schoolhouse and tidy and cry. And then she would run home from school and tidy and cry and wake mm. up before her family each morning and tidy and cry. So really, it's her coping mechanism for like an extreme interest, maybe some sort of thing going on. Yeah. Uh, and But then, like, deciding, like, this is universal. And, like, instead of looking inward, it's like, well, I fixed it. Now you all fix it. Like, yeah. yes. Yeah. I feel that way about the four-hour work week. It's oh, like, totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not going like, to work for most people. You don't all want to be influencers, where he's also like, yeah, you can make your life you want. Like, so just do everything so you can travel around all the time. And it's like, but that's also not what I want. Yeah. yeah. Some people have different themes, and some of us don't want to sell vitamins for a living mm-hmm. um, in order to live around the world. But some of us do. And if that's what you want to do, you go do that. Yeah. You enjoy it. But yeah, it's not a dream that um, everybody wants. And Jolent and I don't necessarily want that dream. Were, were there books that you were like actually excited about that then turned out to be like real duds? Oh, totally. Uh, for me, the like first thing I always think of is men are from Mars, women are from mm. Venus. Because... You know, growing up in the early 90s, like, everyone's parents are getting divorced. Everyone's parents also have this book on their table. And so I was like, this will be, like, I'm going to be a grown-up now after reading this book. Like, I'm going to be a real adult in a real marriage after I read this book. And then I read it, and it's just sort of like a really thinly veiled like sit down and shut up ladies and let men do whatever they want advice book it's all about like get your fulfillment outside of your life like don't expect anything or demand anything or ask anything of your husband unless you trick him like a dumb dog like and it was just like oh this is so disappointing this isn't about communication this is about telling women how to cope with like the responsibility of, you know, the emotional awareness for a family. Yes. And it also teaches men how to act like you're listening occasionally when you're not, when your woman is yammering on and on. You don't have to do that often if you're a man, but occasionally you might want to act as though you're listening. So it actually teaches you to do things like not like be dismissive. Yeah. Wow. How depressing. Yeah. So that one, I mean, I basically just read it and then like cried a bunch. And I was like, this isn't what I wanted. Or needed. Well, I mean, speaking of relationships, your husbands both make frequent, maybe every episode appearances on the show. Probably. Um, And I'm I'm wondering how has reading and doing all of the self-help affected your relationships? (laughs) I mean, I feel like it used to affect it more. And we did more books that were more disruptive to our day-to-day lives. Mm. Especially. Yeah. But I also feel like they're probably just more used to it now. And I think we're better at, like, sort of taking it on without, like, it being the only thing we talk and think about. Right. Definitely affects the day to day. And there will be times I'll be doing something. And if it's out of the ordinary, my husband will be like, is that for a book? (laughs) 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 Just to do that nice thing. Like, (laughs) so people, people are now a little more skeptical of my motives. Yeah. And, And I'd say in the case of my husband, Dean, 
he just feels like a celebrity and he mm-hmm. freaking loves it. <laughs> he feels famous. He feels like a star. When we go out, he's like, do you think they recognized us? And yes. Like, no, he they didn't. loves think. it. He just loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Is Has there been a book that um, just kind of on the opposite of what Dory was asking, that you went in skeptical and actually felt like it did have some concrete advice or influence on shaping your day-to-day or improving your life? Oh, I want to name one for Jolenta, actually. Oh, yeah? Well, Jolenta was really dragging her feet on living by a recent book oh, called what? The Art of Dying Well. Because it's just oh, not yes. a good of my life. Yes. Because, uh, Jolenta, no. you're never going to die. That was the thing I thought of, too, for my example of me, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But um, that's a book that I pushed and I'm, I've been pushing for a death book for years now. And well, mainly she was pus- pushing for one that was just a journal you fill out, which is hard to do a, a podcast around. Yeah. yeah, just just to plan your next five things before you die. That's all like or not your next five things, but the last five things people need to know. Say, what like, kind of funeral? The where does my, yeah. Where, where does my money go? And so on. Um, but I. I feel great satisfaction about that because it did take years of begging Jolenta to do a book about death uh, for you to finally do it. And, oh, my God, you you were so beautiful nice. in that it episode. Was nice. It was more about just sort of exploring what you're about than I thought. And I enjoyed that. For you, I always think of Past Lives, Future Healing. Oh, yes. That's a great example. That's a really good example, but, Jolenta. Uh, it's by yeah. Sylvia Brown. It is like your typical new agey, like, <laughs> like, let's delve into your past lives. It's like, it'll help you heal all your trauma. Like, and it is, it is a wackadoo book. It is a so fun to read because it's so nuts. But you read it and go like, hell no. But yeah, I got something out of it. And um, Jolenta was in shock about that because she knows I, I don't suffer fools. I, I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of room in my heart and my life for malarkey. But that book really made me think hard about myself and where I came from. And to have just a more loving heart toward uh, my past. And, and it felt really good. And I cried in that episode, too, yeah. which is crazy because it's a book by – this hack who used to be a regular oh, on the Montel amazing. Williams show. Oh my God. <laughs> if you look up a video of Sylvia Brown, she's hearing her like what two pack a day smoker voice. <laughs> and she sounds like just like a New Jersey, like grandma from the eighties being like, here's what you got to know about your past lives. Like she's <laughs> phenomenal. You need to just like, she's fun to look at and listen to. Yeah. Like, she's, a, she's great. She's great. And she's like, I sent something. There was somebody in your past, like, somebody oh. in your past with a name that starts with an M. But Emma's in the name, maybe the middle name. There's okay. a, there, <laughs> yeah, like it's so good. So good. It is so good. I mean, self help books. It's interesting because I I do kind of feel like they overall can kind of be a a bit of a fraud. But then also mm-hmm. there's the feeling that if you get something out of it, who cares if it is fully like actually the key to personal growth and success if it actually did something for you i mean what ha- has doing the podcast kind of changed your perspective or um mm. made you more skeptical or more of a believer or still somewhere in the middle i mean for me personally this is jolanta um it has helped me just sort of define what I'm about because I'm trying on like so many people's extreme beliefs about like the one way that will help you do this or make your life better that way. And just realizing what I hate and what I categorically like will never try again has been nice. It's a nice journey in getting to know myself that way, but it's not what I expected at all. It's been sort of ruling things out 
by dislike as opposed to having each one blow my mind and like open up a whole new world for me. Yeah. And I would say for me, I think I've gotten a little bit more, um, I don't know, forgiving or open-minded or what the right word is for it. Empathetic. Yeah. Toward people who uh, seek out self-help and who believe the promises of self-help because to me, a lot of it is nonsense, but I have come to understand that, you know, there are a lot of folks who, uh, feel that they need help in this world and they aren't getting it in other places. And especially women in particular, we've mm-hmm. been left outside of the traditional healthcare structures in a lot of ways. When medical studies are done, it's not on women. It's usually men between 18 and 35, white. Uh, women, you know, I mean, up until 100 years ago, weren't our uteruses floating around our bodies and causing us to act crazy? So, I mean, our humors were all out of whack because we had out period. Of whack. Yes. And so... You know, considering all this, it makes sense to me that um, a lot of people and women in particular feel drawn to these kinds of books. And and I feel that in a much kinder way than I used to. Um, in the past, I think I used to much more often think, you are suckers. What is mm-hmm. wrong with you people? Can't you see what nonsense but this is? But I do. Is? I mean, I am also starting to feel like a sucker and not in the way you're talking about. But and it's like, oh, like there's a problem with you know, the system, not our, not us. Like there's a reason we're all so unhappy and this is a huge market. And it's because Mm -hmm. like, you know, we live in a capitalist, racist, sexist, whatever is society we're in. And instead of looking at the bigger picture, it's a lot easier to within the society, look at what the society points at, which are these self-help books. And I do feel like there's sort of a distraction in Try and fix yourself. Try and fix yourself. Try and fix yourself. Mm -hmm. Be okay with how shitty the world treats you sometimes. Be okay with these bad systems that are in play when really it's like, what if we stopped blaming ourselves for unhappiness in in certain areas? Not all areas, but some. And like, look at the bigger issues at play. Yeah. Maybe your problem in life is not, I can't have it all, but that the systems are set up so that there's not proper child so leave. easier for some people you to know. have things and harder for others. Yes. Yeah. Maybe your problem um, with feeling that you don't have a voice is because your society doesn't let you have a voice, yeah. not because... Because when a casting director hears your voice, they're like, no, she can't be on air. Like, yeah. she sounds too blank. Yeah. Maybe it's not because you're not good enough at channeling your verbal strength. It might be because or of the world. because you're not, like, thinking positively enough, and that one doubt you had shaped your entire future because, like, thoughts turn reality real. Yes. Like, No. Like, it's just, I do, I am starting to see it as a distraction in that way, but I also feel like, yeah, like when you're, you know, in a cave and only see shadows, you read the shadow book. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like, I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really 
help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. So we are also two women who co-host and <laughs> produce a podcast, yep. as you may as you may be aware of. Um, and we're what? <laughs> are we on a podcast? Right no, now? no, 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 no. I thought I was just yelling at my husband again about <laughs> society. Uh, um, and we are really curious what your working relationship is like. Well, uh, it ebbs and flows. Yeah, I mean, I think that the way we do things, we have systems. And with those systems, each of us work with our unique work styles. Yeah. But the fact that we have the systems in place in the first place is really what allows us to function as well as we do. And that's one thing I think we always knew we agreed on even before we started working together. And I do have to say, like, yes, we are friends that work together, but I feel like we're cheaters because we met, we became friends through work. Yeah. And so... friends we knew of each other's work ethic and what our passions were at work the whole time so I feel like we know we work super differently but we also know we both really love structure because for us having a structure or you know a certain script format for every show helps us either fill in the gaps or like know how to be brave and when to break format like it Mm -hmm. just helps the creative process to have like boundaries to work against or like force yourself to work around. We love it. So, yeah. And I think that we are both for the most part accepting of the fact that we work differently. Oh, super every once in a while we'll get frustrated with this or that, but we have never gotten into like a real full blown Mm -hmm. fight or anything. We've never gotten into a real like 
issue at all. And I think it's because of those things, Joe yeah. because we already knew each other's work styles and we had structures as a safeguard. And I mean, for the most part, I usually tell people, don't just start a show with a friend. No, and I've also, yeah. I've do, started do a with podcast with a best friend slash roommate and my husband, and they both sort of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Like nothing horrible, but like for the friend one, I was more passionate and I was like, hey, I can't keep doing all this work for both of us. Like, and mm-hmm. go to yeah. my jobs. For my husband, it was like, hey, we're busy. We're about to get married. Like, we can't do this right now. Yeah. And um, Jolent and I, we just, we work very well together. And I've hosted shows with a lot of other people. And um, I just think Jolenta and I also, very fortunately, are personality types. Mm-hmm. Um, we want the other to succeed. Yeah. 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 And we play off of each other well. And that's not true of all partners. Some some partners may not, when it comes down to it, really want the other person mm-hmm. to possibly look better than them, for well, example. And I think yeah. it's because we also know at our core, like, our missions are, while similar and we work together well, like, we're about different things a little bit. And, like, I love the things you're about and want you to succeed in them full-heartedly. And you love the things I'm about. Like, even when we were just friends, Kristen was always one of the only people from work at, like, a shitty basement bar to see me do stand-up, oh, you know? No. <laughs> she supports me in, like, my life and, like, so our, our you know, mis- life missions, life work, like, intersect in this project. And I think we'll intersect a lot more in the future. But mm-hmm. I think we also try to keep a handle on the idea that we're individuals with individual goals. And, yes. like, when we do things separately, like... That's super exciting because it's helping Kristen get towards her goal, you know, which I think has been hard for me in the past when it's been two people and more in the same boat, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we both 100% believe anytime Jolenta makes me look good, it makes both of us look good. Anytime I make Jolenta look good, it makes both of us look good. And there are just some folks out there that aren't the best at that kind of collaboration or partnership. There are just some people who aren't. And uh, we're very fortunate that both of us are. How how did you guys end up working together? Now I want to know. Am I allowed to ask questions on your podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. We had, I mean, we were friends, but we had also started meeting, I would say maybe two years before we started the podcast with our writing, sharing drafts of the books that we were working on. And so through that experience, we both ended up selling and writing books and then had started working on a screenplay together that never went anywhere. But somewhere in that process we came we decided to do a podcast together so i think we had already had a sense of communicating out outside of a friendship like communicating as friends but also accountability yeah yes definitely accountability and also kind of like what you guys were saying like we kind of did have a working relationship um you were like a two-person writer's group yeah exactly and we both you know i i was always just really in awe of kate's writing and how she put her book together and she was so helpful to me when I was writing my book and I mean it's true um that it was just like oh you know this is a person that I think I work well with and I really like so yeah so it just kind of made sense I also think it's helpful becoming a friend with someone as an adult in that there's less baggage and weirdness from when you were younger yeah like oh, that's just true. like outside of school helps. Yes. like I, like I feel like my adult friends just mean like once I'm not at school like not even like grad school age friends count in this category <laughs> yeah it's like just just people who like they got we got to know each other after we had already maybe 
gotten some stupidity out of our bodies. Yeah. They're still just figured out like a hint more of what you're about. Like, so that's, I think also a nice place to start. Totally. How do you all feel about the term work wife? Oh, I love it. it. I like it. I feel like it implies like a kindness and a love and like, and a partnership and an accountability that I think is like real with us. Like I call you my, my writing partner, mostly like Mm -hmm. out in life. And I call my husband like my partner too. Like it's yeah. like she's my right now my work partner. Yeah, and um, yeah, I call Jolanta my work wife all the time. And I like just things that promote like support and niceness. Like, and I like I feel like work wife, while sexist and a weird term in general, um, does connote like a familial love. Mm, yes. And I think I don't know if you guys ever get this, but we get people who complain like on our our listener feedback or our ratings that like we're too nice to each other. You two are always just like, blowing you steam up each other's to, like, butts women, and you like, like each other too much. Oh, that is so weird. And I'm like, well, in my like work marriage, we bolster each other up. We don't tear each other down. And I feel like the word marriage in that case is like pretty applicable. Yeah. Also, I think that a lot of our society wants women to not like each other mm-hmm. and wants to keep down busy. Shitting on each other. Yeah, they want to downplay the ways we collaborate and promote and help each other and uh, find drama where there's not necessarily drama. That is a storyline that is as old as time. Yeah, I feel like it's expected. Yeah, let's pit these women against each other. Why aren't they being catty or like snarkier? It's like, oh, they're just nice and like wanting each other to succeed. Ew. Yeah. Well, Kristen. But also, great. I mean, I feel like that is what is happening with Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle. Is oh, oh, I totally You agree. know your way to my heart. I mean, yeah. you do host when <laughs> Meghan met Harry, but I, I just, I, I mean, the narrative that's constructed and then I find myself like devouring every morsel, even though it goes against like my, what I truly want for relationships amongst women, but I still, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird concocted narrative that we see time and time again that like somehow we our society still loves to devour. I yeah. also like that it's a narrative reach too. Like in the in the Kate and Megan thing, like a lot of it's like they separated the brothers separated their businesses. It's like yeah, they're both now married adult men. Yes, like, with their own family. Right. Like, <laughs> one's a father of two. Like, yeah, three. maybe. Oh, Jesus, three. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, maybe, yeah. They don't need, like, their fun, we're young entrepreneur business anymore, and they want to go do adult things. But instead, it's like, well, it's because he's been cheating, and the wives are like, we won't look at each other. And, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, guys, often, like, the true story is the easiest conclusion yeah one is the future king and he has to streamline his businesses the other the uh, other is not to focus on other shit also like yeah like they made this when they were how young maybe they're just done yeah like i just but yeah we love the we love narratives that create drama but also like subtly enforce a status quo i think totally yeah totally um, Kristen, I also want to hear about your book. So you want to start a podcast? Yeah, we we can... really good, guys. I just <laughs> I just finished reading a proof. Yes, oh, oh, well, so we talk exciting. a lot about starting a podcast uh, enough on the show because people do reach out to us about it, and it is kind of still a mystery on how people get started. Yeah, and I really honestly believe anybody can do it, and I think that there are certain people who want to make it seem mystical and impossible. You need a million dollars in equipment. If you don't know how to use this kind of software, you're not going to be able to handle it. If you don't have a $2,000 microphone, if you don't know how to edit this and sound design that. And 
the well, ad sales aren't lit, yeah. are a mystery, so you have to be in the industry for a long time, or like yeah, like, oh. and that's not true. I really, honestly believe what it really comes down to is knowing why you want to start a podcast and who it's for. If you have those two main questions in your heart at the beginning, you can do anything after that. If you know who your show is for, you can promote it to the right people later. If you know what your show is about and why you're making it, you can structure it appropriately so people get sucked in and want to keep listening to it. And I think it's a very common issue that uh, people desperately want to do it. They get scared of all the technology. Then they just are like, oh, you know what? I can just talk into a mic. It's not as scary as I thought. But then they're focused so much on getting past the fear of the technology they're not thinking about the actual story elements, about how to be a good host, about how to be a good storyteller, about how to tap into that magic thing in their hearts and share it with the world. Um, and I just don't want them to be scared of those parts. I want them to focus more on those things. Technology is very easy to learn. It can take one afternoon. Mm -hmm. The hard part is really knowing how to get what's in your heart out there and uh channeling it in the right way, in a way that people feel invited in to join you on the journey because you know, a lot of a lot of new hosts, they'll just sit and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and not have a reason about why they're talking and they won't have a shape or a structure to it. But yeah, that's the main goal of my book. I want to help people to do all of that other stuff right so that later on they can get the audience and if they want the money and all those other parts too. Well, I'm excited to recommend it to people. Yeah, same. Well, thank you. It's thank very you. Very fun read. Lots of good humor. Very supportive and loving voice. It's Aww. truly a joy. And also, if you um, if you are a fan of Buy the Book at All, it has some nice behind the scenes stories about me and Jolenta and how we go about making the show as well. Oh yes, I would. No, no I'm very excited <laughs> about that part because <laughs> the brawl. Every <laughs> time I listen, I'm always wondering how things are working. That's also now the podcaster brain in me that I sit there and like. That's all curious. I. Do. Um, yeah. Outside of these books that you've read, can you talk about your own self care practices that you've implemented in your lives? Uh, I'm not great at it. Jolenta again here. Um, <laughs> That's not true. No, I'm getting better. Like I go to yoga um, and I have a dog and have to walk him a few times a day. And I feel like that's always a good moment for me to be like, oh, outside, breathe air. The world is big. Like, um, so those are my main two things I do for self-care. They're pretty basic. Go outside and like move your body. Those are that's what I try to I do. I feel like those even. are the fundamentals of self care. If we were writing uh, our the self help yes. book, <laughs> those would be the those would be two of the big ones. Yeah, nice and like like take a shower even if you don't feel like it because it feels good once you're in. Like that's totally. that's about that's like and like maybe I'll sage a little bit, but like that's it. <laughs> no, um, for me, I like to uh, make the plan to do something kind for people every day and. What can I do today to make? What can I do today to make someone else's life better? Oh. It always will make my life this better. This is why if I do Kristen's it. just like a better person. I mean, than me. Um, but I, I want to go through the world with kindness. I want to help people, whether it's help them tell their story or help them carry their groceries out of the store. And then um, I'm also in a book club. I'm also very fortunate to. Um, live in a walking city. Uh, Brooklyn is very easy to walk around. I know it's not easy in all cities to do lots of walking, but um, that makes my life better. And some people may say this is not self-care, but I'm going to say it is. I love to work. I work a lot. <laughs> I I love working on um, our show by the book. I love writing my book. I love, oh, can I just mention that 
Jolent and I have another show coming up too that we uh, make. Yes. Yeah. Ah, so we have a show called We Love You and So Can You. And um, we learned a lot from living by all of these self-help books over the course of By the Book. And one thing that we really learned was that so many things can be solved not by waking up earlier or eating a certain diet or using a certain vocabulary, but maybe just having some people help you to love yourself a little bit more. And so on our show, we try to do makeovers for the heart. So people approach us with a predicament, a small one, and we give them a two-week prescription and try to help them along the way so that by the end of the two weeks, maybe they love themselves a little bit more at the end. So that's something else that sounds like it's just maybe my workaholism, but it really does <laughs> fill my heart with love. It really and truly makes me feel just better in the world. What a great show. I'm so wait. excited for that. When is it when is it launching? It launches August 15th. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, oh so excited. Can't wait either. I also I'm nervous. I also appreciate you normalizing getting fulfillment out of work because I do feel like so often when we talk about self-care, it's like work-life balance and not, you know, that it's, to, you know, work can be a sense of fulfillment and a space of, of calm for many people. Yeah. Self-care doesn't have to be like for Instagram. Like it doesn't have to look cute or like, you know, be one of the five things like a bath with a bath bomb, like reading in an oversized sweater with a candle, like it can be whatever makes you as an individual human feel good. And yeah. if that is working and your work like puts more positivity into the world than negative. If you were like, you know, a hitman and really passionate about it, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, read a book. But if you're a Christian or a doctor or working at the grocery store, like you're probably good to go. <laughs> Well, it has been so, so wonderful to get to talk to you both. And thank you for saving uh, me from reading uh, The Miracle Morning because I was fully going to because I thought it was going to solve all my problems. If you like getting up early, yeah. look into it. It'll make you feel like very right. Yes, yes. You'll feel very validated if you're a 5 a.m. person. Truly, <laughs> truly, someone had been like, this book changed my life. And I was like, well, this will be the thing that solves it for me. And then um, I had listened to your episode and I was like, oh, well, no, I don't have to do that anymore. If it changed your life, you secretly have always wanted to be a morning person. See? Or like it's always been secretly in you. Yeah. It's like my mom always said, advice is what you want to hear. Ooh. <laughs> oh, your mom needs to write a book. <laughs> that, that's her main. Wow. Yeah. That's her philosophy. That's her huh? philosophy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, thank you both so much. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, well, our... Um, combined Twitter handle is at by the book pod. And then our individual Twitters are at Jolenta G and at Kristen Meinzer. And all of our stuff is there. We also have a very lively Facebook community if you search for by the book. And, uh, you know, we have an Instagram account at by the book pod. I do really love your Facebook community. I'm we're, I think we're both in the Facebook group. So, yeah. Um, anyway, plug for your Facebook group. <laughs> we love an active podcast Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, we're in the intention zone. We are. We should have asked Jalenta and Kristen what their intentions were. I would have loved to know, but I feel like they do so much. When they are in these books, they spend like two weeks on each, like living yeah, by the book. Totally. Like, I feel like they must be intentioned out. Yeah, you're right. I'm all, But I'm also really excited for the new podcast. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're brilliant. Anyway, okay. sorry. sorry. Fangirling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think we covered your 
last week's intention. Fully disconnect while on vacation. I would say I disconnected as the best I could to my ability. Yeah. Yeah. I did it enough. Yeah. I feel good about it. You you came back seeming refreshed. I, I have to tell you, not thinking about work things for nine days was was huge. It was it was great enormous. And Good. I and it that is it is really hard. I don't feel like we set ourselves up like our the whether it's individual, like you and I are just working together and also I'm writing, but you know, companies, organizations, like we don't set people up to actually allow them to fully disconnect. Yes. Anytime I've ever vacationed, whether it be with a corporate job or working for myself, I'm still always working on the side. Yeah. And it's really hard to take that time off we don't it, we're not really given the space to do it so oops excuse me so i feel very fortunate that i was able to really do it so thank you okay seriously so thank, I, it was such a it was like the greatest gift anyone could I'm give me i'm so glad i was able to give it to you yeah so just to clarify dory handled all podcast stuff for nine days and i did not know what was going on i didn't see the emails didn't publish an episode there were a couple of times when I came very close to forwarding something to Kate and then I was like, nope, can't do it. That's what your whole maternity leave was like, was me being like, oh my God, I would give anything to talk to Dory about this. There were a few times yeah, I had like, to. Let's be honest. You did that for me for quite some time. So yeah, different circumstances. Okay. But, but I'm just saying yeah. I, it was a real, it was a real gift to be able well, to. I'm very glad to hear think that. About, to just, you know, spoon those books. Um, and you last week, yes, were dealing with car stuff, and well, I mean, I dealt with it, but <laughs> but you're st- it's ongoing. It's ongoing, yeah. Um, what do you have going on this week? Okay, look, this is really random. I'm going to make a commitment to flossing. Mm. I'm not a consistent flosser. Okay, and I made this intention because I really don't want to floss. I hate flossing. I don't want to do it. Your you, your teeth don't feel better after you floss. I, I always just feel so much like cleaner, like that kind of feeling. Yeah, just like like you just feel like you get stuff out of your between your teeth when it's done. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, but I often don't do it. Okay, this is a safe space. Is it? I feel yeah, I, it is. Okay, I I really like I secret like remember how I used to, I confess that I would often go to bed without washing my face. Yes. I feel like I've broken that cycle. I now okay. really make, I really like washing my face. So I'm hoping I can get there with flossing. Great. I will also say that this morning I brushed my teeth in the shower and I forgot how great that is. Oh, I never do that. Ever, ever? You've never even tried it? I'm not a, I'm not a teeth and shower brusher. It's, I feel like there's got, it's a small percentage Do you like of rinse your mouth with hot water? Oh yeah. Just oh, like, weird. And then I just keep brush. I just brush for like two minutes in the shower. Oh. I just <laughs> Huh. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. My quip was just going. My quip toothbrush was just okay. buzzing away. All right. I know. I don't do it often, but this morning I was like, I'll spice it up. I'll bring this toothbrush in the shower. How about you, Dory? Well, kind of continuing on the theme of the pod today, Ooh. I'm going to read a book, a paper book. I've been reading on my Kindle slash iPad a lot lately. And I'd like to just get back to the old crackling of the pages. Sorry. <laughs> you know? You want to split that spine of the book open? Exactly. That mm. that new book smell. You sm- I, I mean, the smell of a book is... Yeah. Oh, mm, and also, mm. like, there's there's no better way to really, like, take yourself out of the hustle and bustle of the world we live in, not get tempted to go from the Kindle app to say 
Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> on mm-hmm. your iPad than to just lose yourself in a book on paper. Which, do you have a book that you're going to read that is a paper book? I do. Which one is it? Well, I think I have Fleischman is in trouble in mm-hmm. paper. And I, I think I'm going to crack that up. It's a big book. Too. It is it's a big very book. meaty, mm-hmm. substantial. Yeah. Meaty book. It's a me- <laughs> I'm going to bone that meaty book. <laughs> Tori, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> you set me up. I guess I did. <laughs> but you also were looking for the setup. Well, maybe your subconscious was telling me. I am horny for books. Is <laughs> Apparently. What just, wow. <laughs> well, look, call us and tell us what books you're horny for at 781-591-0390. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. There's also a Forever 35 book club spinoff group. There's so many fantastic FYI. Thank you. Thank you, Mods, yeah. for handling, for holding that down. Holding down those spinoff forts and the main group fort. Um, and if you really like the show, we would really appreciate a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts and, you know, tell a friend. And if you really like us, please feel free to mention us on the social media outlet of your choice. And friendly reminder that everything mentioned on the podcast is always available on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Freer. That's me and Kate Spencer. Hello. And produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Lane Hammer is our assistant. And we will talk to you all next week. Farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye.